Am I starting? <laughs> yeah, I'm not singing. What? Bitch. <laughs> I'm not singing again. Why? Somebody used to say, okay, all right, hold on. Let's see if I can do it. <clears throat> well, then a party wants to do whatever you want. <laughs> you need anything you want done baby I'll do it naturally cause I'm every woman every woman <laughs> it's all in me it's all in me oh Oh, you almost got that. No, you almost got it. No, almost. I'm every woman. It's all in me. Anything you want done, baby, I do it naturally. Oh, oh, oh. I still missed that part out. Anyway. (laughs) I was like, it's so good because there's like the Shaka Khan version. And then I kept... I was literally telling you, oh, let's do Shaka Khan's Whitney Houston. No, Shaka Khan's I'm Every Woman. And I literally, in my head, was thinking about the Whitney Houston version. Because I honestly can't even think of how Shaka's Yeah, I can't sounds. either. I can't even think of how it sounds, honestly. Like, right. I really can't do it. Like, I'm sure I've heard it. <laughs> you know, the only the only song that I really think about when I think about Shaka Khan is, um, is that motherfucker. Oh, I think I love one. you. That's oh, a Shaka Khan song. Yeah. I mine is the one that Kanye sampled. Through the wire, through the limits, through the bone. You know that, that one? song is Yes, I know that song too. I do. I mean, I feel like Kanye made that more popular because he had it on um what's that on? Tallish Dropout? Something like that. Um, yeah, that's on his first album, yep. You, you know what's so crazy? Like I think about that. I think a lot about that versus that she did with Stephanie Mills and when she was drunk as fuck or high as fuck or whatever it was. I, I refused. I couldn't. I Because I already like the... Um, I mean, I, I watched the Patty and the Gladys. That was Patty and Gladys, right? Yeah, it was Patty and Gladys. Yeah, That one was good. Uh, but I, I just... The girls were just... I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I couldn't put the ancestors through that. Yeah, I, the, I definitely still watch because I love Stephanie Mills. I love Stephanie Mills. Oh my gosh. How so was she? How did Stephanie it. Mills sound? She did great, but she actually was trying to cover for Shaka too and sing some of her songs for her and <laughs> holding her up and it was a mess. I was. So it was because like. The, has really struggled sorry. with addiction for a long time, but I thought she had been sober, sober. for a long time. What, yeah. a, what addiction? What addiction? She was a drug girl, some kind of drug, oh. hard drugs, you know, mm. something like that. 70s, Dang. 80s, 80s type of tea, you know. Oh, taking out our good sisters. Yeah, oh, but she's still here, though. Unlike She's Whitney. still here. Unlike we Whitney. got her. Yeah, we still got yes. her. We got her. You know, we got Mimi. It's, it's crazy how the old girls is all still here. Like, the Gladys, the Patty, Patty LaBelle, the... Aretha's Dionne gone. Warwick. Aretha's gone. But Aretha, Aretha wasn't always eating. Aretha yeah. She was, yeah. A, she was a pancreatic cancer girl. That's like... That's a bad oh, one. Yeah. But um but like we have Patty, we have Chaka Khan, we have Gladys Knight, we have Dionne Warwick. Oh, we have, we do have Tina Tur- Tina Turner still here. Tina Turner. Um mm-hmm. like who else are we missing from we all the, from the most, oh, Di- Di- I mean, uh, Diana, Diana Ross. The Diana, Diana Ross is still here. Yeah. All those girls are still here and yet they're younger 
like their younger contemporaries like yeah are, like michael whitney prince all gone that's so crazy all we got yeah. is mimi from that like group all i will still mimi. give tony a little credit you know i love i do love some tony tony was one from that i always i know they stole her money but i still give tony some pre- you know some props like yeah. i know she's not quite there but i think r.i.p to her sister tracy braxton who just yes, passed yes. yeah wow Very well, we're sad. talking a lot on. about a lot about our sisters, which is what this episode is going to be about. Um, welcome back, girls, to Two Save Queens, one of the few places in the posphere where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, and hear a horrible rendition of Winnie Houston's I'm Every Woman. Um, I'm your host, Miss Malachi, and I'm joined by a true ally to our, you know, our sisters, our, um, <laughs> a lover to fi- of fish. To fi- fish we can believe in, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> You know, Miss uh, Miss Devereaux, girl. How's it yeah, going, girls? Well, it's actually funny because I'm here. I'm recording this from Chicago, where I met up with a couple of my sisters. Like, I met up with both singer, <laughs> singer fish, and lawyer what? fish. We all and had lawyer dinner. fish and lawyer shout fish. Shout out we- to Miss Key. Yeah, Ski, I literally was about to be like, I was, for a minute, I was like, oh my God, I'm about to say her, her government. Or her government. Like, no, her okay, government. No, no, yeah. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've, shout out to, you know, Miss Lawyer Keisha. And so Lawyer Fish and Singer Fish, who had actually never met before. Oh, we you met them all, together? Yeah, we met them together. And we had dinner with this fierce, you know, black politician fish from Michigan, too, who's friends with mm. Lawyer Fish. It was the four of us. We went to the, um, you know, the RH, the Restoration Hard. Oh, Hardware yes. It was we cute. Back that, there. Did you get the burger again? I did, but for it was so weird. It wasn't as good as it normally is. Yo, it's so strange. Girl. I think sometimes you just got to like, you got to go to a place once or twice. And some places you got to let it go then. You got to like, yeah. some places aren't going to always give. Like, did you get it with bacon or without bacon? I got it without bacon because I prefer mm. it without bacon. But it's crazy because it's been consistently good like on three different occasions. And then this fourth one, it was yeah. like, it yeah, didn't over- hit the spot. Still, did everyone feel like it wasn't as good? Well, no, we didn't really talk about it, like, oh, okay. but it was just, I totally felt that way. Like, I just kept it to myself because I didn't want like to Like, the burger didn't taste cooked well? It was what? like, it just wasn't the same. It was like, I don't know if they changed something. It just wasn't how she was before, because she was a good burger before. Did you order that girl when you went? Yeah, girl. Time? We talked about it on the show on our she Chicago slayed. episode. She, she slayed. She was good. I'm not going to say she's like my favorite burger ever, but it was a very good burger. She was my favorite burger, but I actually I'm just a not a crazy burger person, because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll still like a Five Guys burger or like, ugh, like a ugh. burger place near I here. hate Five I hate Five Guys. <laughs> I like Shake Shack way better. Shake Shack. Yeah, see, I should I do a eat... McDonald's cheeseburger sometime and be like, oh, you know what? That no. wasn't bad. Oh no. You, so you a gourmet burger queen. I'm a gourmet burger girl because I only eat a burger like maybe once a month. So like she's uh, gotta see, be I a don't good even eat burger. burgers that often. And yeah. I guess like Shake Shack will do it for me because I do like Shake Shack. That's the only like See, I think a Shake Shack queen. burger is sometimes it's. I think a Shake Shack burger can be hit and miss. No, I love him. Every time I haven't had a bad one. I think In and Out is not that great. I think In and Out <gasps> misses a spot. Yeah, I think Five Guys misses a spot, but I think Five Guys is better hmm. than In and Out, though. <gasps> I will say that. I will. So girls yes. argue with that you about that, but I'm not one of them. I don't fuck but. with In and Out. I don't like. I thought it was going to be so great. It's so overrated to me. <laughs> Yeah. But Shake Shack is better than all yeah. of those girls. And then 
Um, but I heard the Ralph Lauren re- restaurant here in Chicago has a good burger. I hear the Capitol Grill, which is like a national okay, chain. Okay, so you got has some other places burger. to try next time. Yeah, for sure. I had a reservation at the Capitol Grill, but I canceled that grill because I can't eat two burgers in one weekend. That was too much. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. So, but you got to see some fish this weekend. I love that. And this episode is about fish as well, about fish we can believe in. Yeah. This is one of yours. Where did the inspiration for this come from, sis? Well, you know, March is Women's History Month, girl. So we got to try to honor, mm-hmm. you know, our sisters. Every um, woman. Our si- cisgendered fish, trans fish, all mm-hmm. kind of fish. Like, this is mm-hmm. the month for, you fish know. Fish we have for breakfast, fish you have for dinner, fish, yes. you know, fried yes. fish. <laughs> and it was so funny girl because you know i was talking to um fish this week i was talking to a couple fish this weekend about getting their box eaten though about what oh they're about getting their box eaten and you know Uh i was just like thinking about like i don't Uh know i just is that such a feminist power move to to throw it in a nigga's face and be like eat this box like especially you if know. you're doing it before you suck his dick because that's real yes. power if you're like yeah no, i'm not sucking that dick eat this pussy eat this eat this pussy yeah mm-hmm. that's it girl you gotta throw it back on him pussy don't fail me now <laughs> yeah yes. that's what we should have done real that's what we should have done that's that's a real feminism girl you know what i'm saying yeah. little kim feminism i love it mm-hmm. but um <laughs> well in terms of fish we can believe in no, I do want to start with a real, real inspirational girl. I love girl. this transition from Pussy Don't Fail Me Now. One, yeah, but that's inspiration too. <laughs> Missy Elliott was in Tweet is inspiration too. Pussy Don't Fail Me Now. That's that's yeah. it. But um, but no, no, no. I'm just thinking in terms of like fish we can believe in, like on the political level, girl. I do Uh-oh. want to feature a particular girl who I think is like transformative to our politics, and I would say that's mm-hmm. Miss Stacey Abrams, girl. Of Georgia girl. And I Tell say the girls, there may be a girl. There is always a girl. Tell us what Stacey Abrams is. You got to set the scene. Yeah. Right? So, you know, Stacey Abrams. I mean, if a girl listens to this show, and does, I guess some of them they foreign should. girls. Those foreign girls may not know her. Maybe the girls right. listening to us in France and Vietnam and stuff that we'd be seeing on our metrics. I don't know who those girls are, but. Anyway, we love you, girls. We, we love, love you y'all, girls. girls. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I will say this. I think that um, Stacey Abrams, she was the Democratic candidate for governor in Georgia in 2018. She will mm-hmm, be mm-hmm, the Democratic mm-hmm. candidate for governor again in 2022 against, you know, fascist Republican leader Brian Kemp, who, um, you know, purged mm-hmm. the voter rolls in Georgia as the secretary of state. And mm-hmm. had a total conflict of interest there and basically stole that election mm-hmm. in Georgia in 2018. Um, but that's okay because what Ms. Stacey Abrams did is she registered like hundreds of thousands of voters there in Georgia, girl. And she made it so not only did Ms. Joe Biden win Georgia in 2020, but then, um, Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock and, uh, John, what's that queen's name? John Alsop, uh, both won their Senate <laughs> races. So and so, yeah, he is really cute. Yeah, um, that John also both won their Senate races in 2020. Mm-hmm. And that's what gave us a Democratic Senate. And that is why we are able to come on, you know, even even with Michelle Manchin and Kirsten Sinema being obstructionist, we still able were able to get parts of the Democratic agenda passed and including, you know, a lot of a lot of federal court appointees and including now the Supreme Court nominee, Ms. Katanji 
Jackson Brown girl. Like, come on, it, and that's all because of Miss Stacey Abrams. Be or, I'm sorry, Katanji class- Brown Jackson. Kata- I messed her name up. Katanji yeah, Brown yeah. Jackson. The yeah. there, who will be yeah. the first black woman if once she's you know when I think it's when not if when she's confirmed will be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. Right. Yes. Yes. To to replace Justin Stephen Breyer, who whom mm-hmm. she clerked for, you know. So it's it's great because we get two black fish. We got legacy. two black. We get two powerful black fish. You know, for in one episode, girl. Like mm-hmm. you know that because one succeeded, the next one is succeeding. Because if Mitch mm-hmm. McConnell was still over the Senate, we wouldn't have no Supreme no, Court ma'am. justices. No man. You know, and but, can we talk about another girl who's a little sick who might be on her way up out of here? Knock on wood. Oh, Miss Clarence uh, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, girl. Sick, but you, you know, know, the devil be working hard though. The devil be working hard. God well, that lazy. would be interesting if that if that happened to that girl if she checked up out of here because I know I, we, say, I know you said we need like more than one, but I'm still like I'll take one. Well, I'll take well, one of those. If we girls. take if we if if she if she checks out the interesting mm-hmm. thing is, is that we may be able to save Roe versus Wade because I mm-hmm. think that one of the Republican girls, actually the Chief Justice John Roberts, I think he's going to vote to uphold Roe. So I think it's going to be a five-four vote mm-hmm. in the five Republican, the other five Republican girls, including Thomas, were going to vote to overturn Roe come June. Mm-hmm. And but if it's a four-four. Mm-hmm. That means it stays. It doesn't. Yeah. It can't <clears throat> overturn president without a majority. So, yeah. you know, if Miss Clarence Thomas checks up out of here, we it may it may Ugh. it may awful. save she Roe just, versus Wade. She's just so awful. Just so yeah. awful. She's terrible. It's a black man. It really tells you. It's take a coon, ooh, the people. A the time, people go all ooh, everything go you can. Every mm. anything, anytime you can think of, it applies to Miss Clarence mm. Thomas. Fuck her. Um, now I don't know where you're going next, but definitely I wanted a moment to ask about Miss Stacey Abrams. Like, so girl, yes. do you think in that next election, what do you, what do you think Miss Stacey's chances are? How are you feeling about you that? You know, I think she has about a forty to forty five percent chance of winning <laughs> because I think there was just so much. Even though she registered all those voters, I do think that they've been able to do a lot of voter suppression in Georgia since yeah. 2020. And yeah. um, and so I, I don't know if it's not the degree of like Texas or anything like that. But also, I, I'm not sure about Democratic turnout in 2022 in oh, the midterms. Yeah. Unless, unless they overturn Roe versus Wade in June, which then I think we will have high Democratic turnout. Mm. Um, okay. But that actually, so it actually works to the political advantage of Democrats for Roe versus Wade to be overturned, like I mentioned. But that's going to be a game changer. Like, that's why all this gloom and doom about, oh, the Democrats are going to get trounced in the midterms and all this doom and gloom you hear on, like, you know, political TV shows. I, I don't, I don't, like, listen to that right now. And Joe Biden's polls are underwater. Although, actually, his poll ratings have gone up since the, you know, Russia's war in Ukraine. That actually has mm-hmm. mi- taken Michelle it's Biden pr- I mean, in the polls a little bit. Americans love their war. There's they do. To distract from, um, yeah, you know, and also you know, people feel like, oh, he's doing the good fight, you know, intervening. And I mean, yeah. and I will say, those Ukrainian girls. I mean, they it's a righteous cause. Those girls, you know, I'm glad they're fighting those Russian fascists scum back like they're, they're and, trying to put those girls down i i hope they do put as many russian girls down as possible and i'm I'm in chicago right now i'm looking out the window yeah i heard those sirens girl you hear those sirens i heard those sirens sis i was like oh yeah popo out <laughs> but it's interesting because i'm looking at the skyscrapers and there's two skyscrapers i'm looking at i think one of them might be either the hancock tower or the sears tower i think it's the hancock tower but those girls are in they have the ukrainian flag 
colors like on the top of the towers both of these skyscrapers i'm looking at right now so you know the girls are kind of united for ukraine and it's actually helping miss joe biden because it's the first time like in a long time that there's some issue of unity in american politics on ukraine even though there's a couple right-wing girls like miss candace or you know miss marjorie taylor green on I the even, fringes i think miss tucker is kind of i think miss tucker is starting to get information but she was kind of you know she was trying to be like spin it right yeah because to the point where like even russian <laughs> russian tv was replaying tucker carlson clips um because he yes. was kind of being a bit pro-russian and basically saying that the fight the invasion was in the ukraine was america's fault and biden's fault Ooh, those girls are amazing they can make some leaps honey yeah uh, which i like not there like there is a technically there is a case to be made that us you know our encouragement and you know kind of support of Ukraine getting closer to NATO did lead toward this and that maybe we should have been a bit more um oh, what do you call it like a bit more or just be a bit more not push as hard or encourage them as much to go toward NATO because it's really what drew Russia into it but still but that's, like that's to a, say that's put, a put fallacy. On Biden, that's yeah, a that's larger macro. That's larger macro. I, like, I that's will not say this: like, just follow we, Biden. We haven't allowed uh, Ukraine has asked to join NATO, and we haven't allowed that girl to join NATO. No, but I there's still that I, feeling you know, that you know, you know what, Miss Miss Putin, you know, a paranoia girl. She's, I mean, the threat is enough, right? It's just the threat. Yeah, fuck her. Anyway, <laughs> let's go back to fish we can believe in because that's who we really want to focus on for this Women's History Month. Like, for us, I yes. actually got to see Miss Stacey Abrams back in the fall. I went to her talking about her time like at Spelman and being the daughter of two pastors and you know, kind of growing up in in between Mississippi and then Atlanta. Did she talk about being a romance life. novelist? Yes, yes, she did mention that. I know so y'all girls actually, know Miss Stacey Abrams is a very prolific and still to this day romance writer. You know, yes, and bills. And she writes under the name Selena Montgomery. That's her like pen name for her That's novels that she's been writing since I think like 2011 is when she wrote her first one if i'm not mistaken yeah, but i'm about to i'm about to work on my novel writing because this other shit is for the birds she sold over a hundred thousand copies of her novels mm-hmm. too so yeah they're well yeah they're well received yeah so i think it's like super super interesting like and um but yeah she sold over i think let me see what was her first year that she wrote a novel well it looks like she's actually been writing for a while maybe even her most published. Oh no, she's been writing both since before 2011. It's been a long. She's been writing it a long time. But on top of that, I didn't realize that for a long time she was a successful tax attorney, and she actually talked about how she was really, really good at her job, and how they basically like she was trying to quit, and they asked her to stay until she figured out her next move because she was doing such a good job at the tax firm and so she just has an interesting she's a yale law girl a smart girl but now she does a lot of political organizing and and you know organizing the fair fight organization didn't just organize voters in georgia although that's primarily where she's focused but fair fight which was uh funded by michael bloomberg so we gotta you know acknowledge that Mm, but um yeah, yeah, but um, has kind of organized Democratic and Black voters all across this country and young people to vote. And that was, I really helped turn the tide in 2020, even though she might have lost her election to election theft from the Republicans in 2018. She made sure that the Democrats saw gains in 2020. And that is how we have 
a Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, because of those 50 Democratic senators, including the two from Georgia that she helped get elect, elected, mm-hmm. versus a Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, who would not allow any Democratic judges to get through, specifically a Supreme Court judge. So, no, man. You know, you know, so Ms. Katanji, who had her first hearing for her um, Supreme Court, you know, uh, We're recording this on Monday, so today the 24th. Yeah, so we recorded on Monday, but her first hearing for Katanji Brown-Jackson was today. But she's also incredibly impressive. Like, she's a Harvard undergrad, Harvard law girl. She graduated from Miami Palmetto High School, which is one of the finest trade I ever knew in my life. Cuban trade graduated from You're Miami Palmetto High School um, from lot. one of these pen, this pen trade. Oh, he was so fine. Oh, so fine. But um, <laughs> she trade I ever knew. Yeah, one of them. One of them. But uh-huh. she... um. Yeah, she graduated from there. She clerked for Justin Stephen Breyer, who's the one she'll actually be replacing, which is kind of like, I think, you know, Biden did that on purpose because like, well, what's her name? Um, what's that right wing um, <clears throat> Handmaid's Tale girl who's on the court? What's that bitch's name? Um, <laughs> a- Amy, Coney- Coney Amy-, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, she actually clerked, I believe, for Alito. So, yes, she-, she did. She did. Uh yeah, actually, but I don't think she actually replaced. She replaced another one. And which one did she replace? Uh, I mean, she replaced um, what's her face? Ruth Gis? Ruth um. Bader oh Gisbert, oh god, that's terrible. Yeah, she did replace Ruth. Yeah, because that girl, she messed up. Fish that white she fish did. messed up. She messed up. Not retiring during Obama's um first term. But yeah, but I think that um. <laughs> Yeah, but Katanji, she's replacing mm. Justice Breyer. Oh, it's Brett Kavanaugh who clerked for Kennedy and replaced Kennedy. So Katanji Brown Jackson, you know, is replacing Breyer and she clerked for Breyer. She's also the first person, and she will get, you know, she will get on the court because she's going to get the 50 Democratic votes. Even though Michelle Manchin and Ms. Kirsten Sinema are obstructionists, they always pretty much vote for the Democratic judges. And for the federal courts, it actually Katanji Brown Jackson was just confirmed in 2021 as a circuit court judge for D.C. after being a federal uh, a federal judge since like 2013. So she's been on the federal bench for a long time. And then she was appointed to the upper level D.C. circuit court in 2021. Mm-hmm. And but she did everything right. You know, she Harvard, Harvard Law, clerking for Justice Breyer, um, and she was a federal public defender, which she will be the first justice who will be, uh, who will have been a federal public defender. So a, a defense mm. attorney instead of a prosecutor. Um, mm. And then she has, you know, the firm, the right firm experience. What she do you think? That, what book. do you think is the, What do you think is the significance of that? Like people say that. What do you think is the significance of that? Well, it was interesting because one of the pushbacks, so I will say she's going to get all 50 Democratic votes and she's probably going to get at least one Republican vote, probably either Susan, probably Susan Collins. And if not Susan Collins, I definitely Susan Collins, I think is going to vote for her. I think there's a chance that Lisa Markowski might also vote for her, but I think she's going to get at least 51. And um, the other piece of this, too, is I think that although I think she got like 52 or 53 for her confirmation to this D.C. uh, Circuit Court of Appeals. But the gag is, I think there was some consternation because there was a woman named, I think, Michelle Childs, who was up for the nomination, too. And she's from South Carolina. 
um, J. Michelle Childs. And Lindsey Graham was pushing for her because not only was she a judge from South Carolina, a black federal judge, but I guess she's actually more moderate. And the other piece of it is that she is not an Ivy. And a lot of people make a lot of consternation because Amy Coney Barrett is the only person on the Supreme Court who didn't graduate from an Ivy law school specifically or an Ivy in general, and specifically Harvard or Yale, because almost all the other justices are Harvard mm-hmm. or Yale law grads. She'll be another one that's a Harvard law grad. Um, oh, she will be one that's a Harvard. Yeah, she, she will is, be one. Oh, she will be one. She's Harvard College, Harvard undergrad, and Harvard law. And and Lindsey Graham said he would actually voted for J. Michelle Childs because she's from his home Fuck state. Fuck Lindsey Graham. I don't believe Fuck that. Her. Fuck her. You don't bitch. believe that. I actually don't believe that. I think she was actually going to vote for that girl, though, if, if J. Michelle Childs got the nomination, because she wanted to shore up, she wanted to be able to get some credibility with the, the large black pop. South Carolina is one of the uh, states with the largest black populations in America. That is true. Mississippi is another one. And so I think that, um, but South Carolina, she was going to try to get some cred with the black community there to support yeah. her reelection. Um, if she had put Miss J. Michelle Childs up on the bench, she probably could have got some black pastors to endorse her in her reelection campaign yeah, and to contribute that. to her and all that. So she's, Lindsey Graham is very calculated and deliberative in everything she does. That queen, Lady G, is always up to no good. She's always up to something. But see, but they were going to try to say, well, you should appoint her. She's, she's, we need someone, we need real diversity. She's not an Ivy girl. But the, but the progressives like AOC and others in the progressive wing of the party always wanted Katanji Brown Jackson and, and Joe Biden. She's actually the only one who's, um, a court of appeals girl. Like she's the highest level of the courts already. And she's already mm. been confirmed and she's already DC based versus another candidate, Leandra Kruger, who's a Harvard College Yale law girl. Mm. Her and Katanji are both married to white men. Um, successful white men, but that oh, notwithstanding, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, we, that doesn't matter. That was, I, that I was stand some, black. That was some off. Talk, I, that was some off. Talk. I stand blackfish married to white men because I know how black men be to blackfish. They be no good most of the time. But uh, I'm just saying, Leandra Kruger, who's on the California Supreme Court, but Katanji Brown Jackson really has the like the highest level of experience of all of them because she's on the U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals and she's clerked for Justice Breyer. Yeah. Um, and who actually she would be replacing. So it's kind of poetic. Whereas Leandra Kruger did also clerk for, uh, John Paul Stevens, but she's on a state court rather than a, on a, a U.S. uh, federal court. So, um, and J. Michelle Childs is on a U.S. federal court, but she's a district court judge versus Katanji, which is the higher level, you know, um, so she was like the perfect candidate. She was like the obvious candidate to me. And she always was. And he picked her. And actually, that's who the progressives wanted because she has the most progressive voting record out of all of the candidates, the black female candidates who Joe Biden was considering. So it's a blessing. It's a blessing for all of us. Mm. I love that, girl. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. You have so much good tea. Oh, and Miss Stacy, Miss Stacy Abrams, girl, she was the president of the United World in the recent Star Trek episode oh, too she's yeah. a star trek she's a trekkie she got a little cameo I and i know the that. conservatives i heard the conservatives are mad about it but girl you know girl, look always, at star they trek they will find something to be mad about they look at star trek paying homage to miss stacy abrams yes I love that. that girl mm-hmm. special um i think about fish we can believe in um i just wanted us to um 
because thinking about, you know, we're talking about Georgia, we're talking about a lot of these southern states, um, we're talking about black women and us not to leave out black trans women, um, because definitely this has been a year where trans folks in general have been getting attacked so much on so many levels. I mean, it really, yes. on the state, really, it's on the state level, um, yeah. because, you know, we're very all states rights. Um, and, and, you know, we talked a little bit about the Don't Say Gay Bill, but there's just so many um, trans bills that are making their way through the courts that a lot of the ones like the Texas ones that are aimed at basically not really even the kids but the parents like forcing them to like you know say that you you like the parents are at fault if they're gonna like you know try and help their child transition that the parents are gonna be at fault even if they like i think there was one that's like oh even if you take the child out of like our this area this like you know uh the state or to try and help them do that you're also gonna be at fault um, yeah, they were going to open. They were going to open child protective service cases against these parents yes, who try to help yes. their kids, their minor kids transition. So like, Texas is on one. Plus, combined with their voter suppression, Texas is really a terrible place. Like, yeah, worse than Florida. Worse than Florida. It actually, it actually kind of. I mean, the don't say gay bill is not great <laughs> because, yeah. I, but I mean, I think but Texas Florida has is, their own version. Texas has their own version yeah. of that that work, is working through to it. But I think what Florida is focusing on is like language and history and the things we talk about, while a lot of some of these other, you know, Midwestern or Southern states are focused about the action or just the ability of like whether it's abortion rights or whether it's the right to choose your identity and to confirm that identity. That's those girls are just focused on you just trying to exist. And also, of course, also talking about it. Um, So for me, I just wanted to give, you know, with Women's History Month, just give, you know, pick a um, trans woman to kind of honor. And there were there's so many because, you know, I love I love me some of these amazing trans women. And there's a part of me that's so funny that with a pussy don't fail me now, that literally just came from T.S. Madison. because I just watched a video where she was saying it. I love me some T.S. Madison. Oh, I love her. Um, I love her. And of course, I was also thinking about Miss Janet Ma because I also love a messy bitch. Um, I love her. So gorgeous. But yes. ultimately, I landed on Miss Angelica Ross, who, for those of you who are probably most familiar with her from Pose, where she played Candy, who, R.I.P., who died in an awful, awful triggering way. And if you want to, like, literally hear her talk about that experience of having to play that role, because I think Angelica Ross has this amazing history um, where she kind of started, like, she was in the army and she actually exited the army under Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Because she's like, I think, like, 40? She's 41. So she's been around for a bit. And she's had so many different lives. Um, like she's, she a tech, she's a tech girl now, right? Yeah, so she so she went to school. She dropped um, she dropped out and then went to the army. And then that didn't work out because you know she was kind of outed um, back then when she kind of had I think was more uh, seemingly more male presenting. Um, and then was basically you know that was that was um, don't ask don't tell era. So but she was able to find a way to get um, she requested and received un characterized discharge so that was something that used to happen under the don't ask don't tell policy um for people who are being harassed um or for her being harassed um and actually she moved home um and she got into the queer scene and the drag scene and from there she found her full trans identity um and actually become be started her gender transition at the age of 19 um and she came from another she came from a very conservative evangelical family evangelical okay. christian you know how they be girl yeah i know how they be um, girl 
And for those of y'all who don't know, not very accepting. Her parents did not accept her. They ultimately threw her out. Um, and she just basically made her own life from working at Applebee's to then going to cosmetology school to then teaching her how to code. She taught herself how to do, to basically like do web management, to do um, kind of early tech um, Adobe like design. And that's how she kind of like, she was doing that while she's also like doing acting. So she kind of started um because she was kind of like helping to be an employment coordinator for like the Trans Life Center. Um, and basically she started kind of doing this kind of like tech work. And from there, she started her own company called Trans Tech Social Enterprises, which um, is kind of an organization that helps trans people both. It's kind of both a, um, a kind of training, like a job training organization. Because, you know, she did spend time also escorting. So she also understands that role that a lot of um, trans people ultimately they face so much harassment and so much pain in the workplace that ultimately they do have to turn to sex work because they are either fired or they face a discrimination. So they ultimately do turn to sex work to make a living. Um, but she was able to find other ways to make a living. Um, and tech was one of those ways. So, so her, no tricking um, for her then. She said no tricking. <laughs> no. Although she good. did do it. She did do oh, it when she, she was a lot trip. younger. She did. She did. Okay. Like, yeah. Janet Mock has t- done escort work too. And honey, we know what Miss T.S. Madison's other name used to be. Laverne. Has Laverne? Laverne is never tricked, though, that we know of. As far as we know, I don't think so. But you never. I want to say whether because I, 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 I I'm not going to say whether it's good or bad. I'm not judging the girls for tricking, but I want is I want the trans girls to have one like role model who never tricked. I do want them to have one. I who think did. that's limiting to even put that out there because it's like. I mean, especially with the so many trans kids today are still having to do sex work. So it's like it's I know, not like I know, a new but I I want them to know that there's that there's a that that and I get what you're saying because a lot. I mean, yes, a lot of I but trans, I, I'm like if the mod but I, I'm like if I technically want one Caitlin, girl to have not done. I want one girl who's a role model to have not done it. Just I'll so let you can, own that. They I can see I'm not that gonna, there's I'm one not girl gonna. who that there's one girl who didn't have to do have to no, trick. No, I'm not. Gonna, I think dollar. that's a little. Sh- I'm not gonna. You can own that one. I'm not gonna close that because I'm I'll also like, it. yeah, I'll you can own, own that one because I'm like, yeah. sure, you could look at Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner has never done sex work, oh, so fuck yeah, that let Caitlyn Jenner okay. be. Oh, okay then. Um, yeah. but for you know Miss Angelica Ross, you know she's gone to have this amazing acting career. Um, and that's kind of the thing. She you know she had a lot of small roles um and you know she was on doubt and you know like cbs legal dramas and on transparent um and then of course she got on pose and then she's been on american horror story um so i love that she's also just i also just love that she just has a lot of different hustles um and she was just in my head recently because she did the lgbt state of the union which is a new thing that logo had been doing the last several years and the year before billy porter did it um i just thought she would be a good person to honor because she's just continuing to be i think like Laverne is like top level. Like I think Laverne is almost like that one. And I mean, I, she's always that one, but I think it's nice. That it's weird because before Laverne, I used to think of Janet Mock as that one actually, but she had her little messy mishap. At what point? I, I, I used to think of before Laverne became real big, like Janet Mock was to me like the pinnacle of like trans achievement. I'd have to know that timeline because in some ways I'm like, Laverne was out as a trans woman before uh, Janet Mock ever was. was so I'm curious because when that like, timeline. I mean, Janet Mock was like, I mean, Janet Mock came out people. in that like X. Ex- 
But she came out in an expose, right? And that, I, but knew, like, I she, knew her before but she I wasn't. knew Laverne. I knew her before I knew Laverne that's, Cox. That's fair, I but did, I'm not. But yeah. I, I, part of me still feels like Laverne was still more well known than Janet Mock. But maybe you just mm. ended up knowing her. Um, like I think more people probably would have known Laverne Cox before Janet Mock. But, but it, it depends. Like, Laverne has that class, you know, because I just think Janet Mock was like, but we see like. She got a little messiness to her, but that's cute. Like I, but like Laverne is always like she stays totally above the fray. She's so classy, like she does everything. But it's gotta be exhausting. I mean, I think about that even with RuPaul. Like sometimes those people who are like, and she, there's even like there's a distance there because they are so people put so much on them that yeah, that, that's, that's gotta be exhausting. Like you're like it's the same as like the Beyonces, the Beyonce, like you represent because you are that role model. Like you are one of the most famous trans people. You are the one of the most famous queer people. Um and so that's why I kinda like picking Angelica Ross because she has some of that fame, but she's also a bit of a real one. She's also ready she's someone who calls out Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, who calls yeah. out you know, she's like which Laverne tries to be a bit more even keeled and a bit more like like you said above they the fray. Need, they need one I, the you need a you need, need a gutter girl. You, you need, need a gutter girl. I think Rihanna's that, Angelica's that. Like Beyonce for the cisgender fish. Like you know, the girl who keeps it above like the fray. And I think Laverne might be that for on the trans side. Like yeah. she might be the girl. I want to be. I want to be that for the queer. Like I feel like we got RuPaul and I guess Billy. I want to be that. I want to be the gutter girl with a bit of fame that can call out a girl. Well, you that's are a gutter dream. girl, so that's like uh, not that hard. I don't have the fame and the money that they have. Oh not yeah, yet. that's true. Yeah, not <laughs> yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to give a little shout out to her and not make sure we, you know, yeah, she's our trans- especially there's so there's so much with like Miss J.K. Rowling. There's so much attempts at like erasing trans identity, and LT is just like what I think. There, the thing I realized, and we realized it too with queer identity, right? Where the person who is generally the most vocally homophobic is generally the person who has their own, you know, feels their own insecurities about it, feels their own uncertainty. And I feel like it's that same way where there's often, sometimes there's cisgender women who have such a problem with trans women. And the, and it's like, but is your problem really with trans women? Or is your problem with how women in general are treated? Are your problem with these current dynamics? Or is your problem with you feel like you just, you have to fight so hard to cling to just this one piece of like, you know, the spectrum. Like you want to claim to your one identity as a white woman, let's say. Um, but ultimately, what does that mean? Like, ultimately, you should be mad at male patriarchy. You should be mad at white men. You should be mad at just these structures or where we are that's allowing women to still be paid less. That's allowing a w, a black woman who's a WNBA star to be held for over a month and people are still not really making as much noise about it. And let that have been Dwayne Wade. Let that have been a black NBA player. Would that same reaction have been the same? Listen, so, I, I think a lot of the hatred of trans women is just is you know intimidation you know because i think a lot of people are intimidated by you know i think a lot of men are in, are intimidated by the fact that they may be attracted to trans women and so there's a hatred that comes from that and i think there's a lot of cisgendered women are intimidated by trans women because they think you know they're worried about their men being attracted to trans women or they're worried about a trans woman maybe being you know, more beautiful or more dynamic than them or more, you know. So I think a lot of that hatred does come from a place of, like, intimidation and jealousy and, mm. and you know, and, and a lack of confidence in one's own, like, you know, sexuality. I think that's, it's yeah. all tied up in that most of the time. Like, 
Um, because most of the time, think about like the people killing trans women is trade who are attracted to trans women, mm-hmm. right? That's mm-hmm. who's killing trans women for the most part is trade. Is trade who also are sexually attracted to trans women too. So it's you know, so trans women do have it hard, and that's why one of the reasons why I made that comment about like. I want to see, I'm seeing more and more trans women like working in different industries when I'm like out and about now, which is great. And mm-hmm. I, and, and trans people in general. And I think that I do want trans young people to have a role model who said, you know, I understand the, the journey of sex work is a lot of people, trans people's journey, but that wasn't mm-hmm. my journey. And it doesn't have to be your journey. Like nothing, mm-hmm. nothing against sex work, but it's dangerous. It's putting your, it is just like the military is putting your body on the line. It's putting your life on the line every night. And I think things I want, like, I I want think that to like not only... have to be a reality for trans people. That's what I want. That's is fair. It for, I mean, yeah. I think things like OnlyFans, which is also is type of sex work, have made those things safe. That's why I think there was so much, you know, clamor around OnlyFans, you know, shutting things, you know, trying to go the more safer sex route or whatever pivot they were pretending to make was because it is, you know, that is safer than going, creating, creating a, a ad somewhere and meeting up with someone. It's like, oh, even if you're just doing something digitally, there's still more safety there. Yeah, more, definitely. More layers of protection. But yeah, it would still be nice to just, and that's why I like, love about Angelica Ross is like, you know, she's a CEO. She's a president, Miss Ross, like, you know, of a tech company. Um, but you know, and, like, I still like doing I love, a trans like, tech conference. And T.S. Madison is like, that's my girl. Like, I've been a fan of yeah. T.S. Madison for a long time. I mean, time. but like, do you have an example? Do you have an example? I mean, I think Laverne, but like, do you have a lot of examples of no, or a couple of examples? Most, uh, most there of aren't the a lot of them. Most of the trans yeah. women who are in the limelight who I can think of, I mean, like, have done sex work. Like, I, the the issue is, it's like I know the examples that I could think. I can't think of their names off the top of my head, but actually, Contessa would know some too. It's like they're white women, right? They're white women who I think who as who were male presenting and then transitioned, and in some ways were yes. able to still have some of that privilege yes. and were able to yes. do well. A lot of that in like, tech, but yes. I can't think of a lot of black and. Um, Latin who aren't in Hollywood or entertainment who have done it to that level. It's really um, interesting to me because I find that the most famous trans woman, maybe it's just to you and me because of like, you know, our interests and our personal affinities, but I feel like mo- besides Caitlyn Jenner, most of the most famous trans women seem to, a lot of them seem to be women of color too. That's really um, interesting. I think that's, I think that's, I think the a lot of the most famous trans women who are like in Hollywood are women of color. Yeah. And then I think that generally more I think just other trans women who maybe could be more well known, they are just trying to live a more low key passing look. They're not trying to bring that attention. Oh, no. got it. That the ones sense. who just end up getting a lot of attention whether they want it or not, because they are essentially Hollywood stars. Like India, um, more right she is yeah. she's like a model right she's a celebrity angelica yeah. is a celebrity laverne celebrity so um t.s madison is a celebrity um janet mock is a celebrity so, too really yeah um, so i bet there's other people that we would we probably i'm just saying the but, mo- you know, like the hollywood ones and, yeah and, like the most famous hollywood ones a lot of them are women of color but also like, i'm like i feel like there are like i definitely know there's um i think i was watching someone who is like a high level person. There's high level people like video game companies and stuff, and it's like oh yeah, like in business and whatnot. As, I could see a lot yeah, of them being I think, white. And... I think tech is very welcoming to. Tra- are there are a lot of trans people in, in tech and like whether it's video yeah, games or that. engineering or software? I think they're in that space. Um, but also, I just think the and person that's in that space and rich ones, but they're not necessarily household names. 
like a Laverne Cox. Right. Got it? Like, no. they might have the money no. and they do have power, but I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, mm. you know, Laverne Cox is someone who she's on the cover of magazines and the girls, yeah. like, know her face when they see her. She was in Inventing Anna. Like, I, the, I mean, know, they just, the post. girl who watches Netflix has seen Laverne Cox. Like, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, her level of fame is still, you know, kind of yeah. unparalleled. girl. By a white yeah. trans woman, other than Caitlyn Jenner, you know. Yeah, and I mean Caitlyn had her own TV show. I mean, yeah, there is, yeah, there, and I also just think most. She's an exception for sure, obviously, just by virtue of like her biography and the way you know she oh. was a, she was famous as a cisgendered man too, like before she you know mm-hmm. incredibly famous since the seventies, and then so it's just and you know and then she was married into the you know to a Kardashian so. It was just, yeah, she has a different biography. I'm just saying, like, it's just interesting. It's just interesting how the most famous women in Hollywood or trans are women of color. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we run, pla- oh, we, I mean, black and brown people, we do, especially black people, we, we run pla- pop culture. Like, we dominate pop culture. We do. In a lot of ways, yeah. So it makes the sense. Highest, the highest paid female CEO is a transgender founder. Martine Rothblatt, who founded a five billion company, five billion dollar company after living as a man for the first half of her life. So See, like, and I think that's how a lot, of, like that's a, that's like a Caitlyn Jenner narrative, like where they come out yeah. or they transition much later. And I think that's mm-hmm. and that's that's not an invalid experience. Obviously, that's still a valid experience. No. But like somebody like Laverne Cox, who transitioned well before she was in the limelight or yeah you know it's just Angelica that's a Ross has transition at 19 right so, yeah so that's different that's uh, very different than transitioning yeah. and at I, 65 like in, in, you're already about, a very wealthy white white person um, like you know someone someone who is white who actually was is on euphoria is hunter schaefer who i think is gorgeous oh, and she's very yes. young um yes. she's she's um zendaya's she's love scary. interest on that show and she's also a model yeah, um, very but yeah, but yeah, this person here, like, yeah, they um, they were they're a fifty nine year old. They founded a pharmaceutical company. Yeah, um, that's so different because yeah, so. she lived as a yeah. white man for a cisgendered white man for <laughs> at least half decades. of her life. So yeah, so, and that at the time when she would have grown her wealth and stature and moved worked her way out, right? So yeah, yeah. But well, on that anyway. Note, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, let's center it back to the women. I mean, still women. So definitely giving the props. You know. Um, yeah, we didn't really talk about some of the women close to us, but we love them. we love all of our yes. girlfriends, all of our, our lovely moms, women that we have our in our sisters, lives. our aunties mm. who are so transformative <laughs> in our lives. And Nene, yeah. you know, mm-hmm, I'm talking about mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, so I think that we'll um we can end it there, right, girl? Yeah, we sure can, girl. Time to go. Yeah, so follow us on uh, social media at Two Say Queens. Um, I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and safe out there. You got a final word for the girls? Yeah, girl. You know, honor, honor the women in your life, you know, in some particular way or another. Like, tell them, give them a thank you for their, you know, for just being them, for their presence, for their beauty, for their brilliance, for, you know, just being, holding a special place in your heart. Give them a thank you because I think we don't want to take, you know, especially... Uh, whether it's cisgendered men, as queens, as you know, trade, whoever. I don't. I don't know if we have any trade listening to our show. Maybe one or two, but you know, just give, 
give give women thanks. And I want to thank our our listeners, our regular a lot of our our regular listeners are you know lawyer fish. You know, your sister, like, I just want to thank all our fish listeners, too, because we really appreciate you. (laughs) You make this show happen and continue. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, girls. Bye. Bye. (laughs)